So where do we begin? So without moving your body, relax on the inside. Try to resist moving your body. You don't need to be your body to be in a perfect pose. Just, just relax on the inside. Let everything drop. Get loose. Sink. And sink deeper still, wherever you are inside, wherever your mind is. Go deeper still, just like, not that, not that. Don't push anything, just like, mm, deeper than that, deeper than that. If there's a sense of falling, fine. If there's a sense of nothing, that's fine too. Peace or not peace, it really doesn't matter. What we're directing towards right now is not a state of mind. Your mind is going to create a state out of it and see how it feels. Give it a label and tell you that it likes it or it doesn't like it, and that's what the mind does. It's going to run a commentary. Your mind knows nothing. It knows how to manage in the world, maybe. But it doesn't know anything about what you really are, of what is real with the capital R. It doesn't know anything. It's, it's beyond its parameters. So it's fine that it doesn't know anything. So let's drop deeper, sink deeper than a state of mind. Your mind doesn't need to get this. And drop deeper still. Whatever comment your mind has is going to be not accurate. So at this point, disconnecting from believing the mind is very useful. you might find there is rest.
our deepest part isn't interested in how you imagine the world. It doesn't know anything about sorting you out and fixing things and paying your rent or your mortgage or that part of life doesn't touch this deeper sense that we're pointing towards. So if you pop into the stories of your mind around, you know, it's Saturday and it's February and I've got to do this on Monday, and that option is always there for you. It's always there to pop into story and me and my world. And all you're doing is leaving what you really are. That's all that you're doing. Just stepping out. Stepping away from that which is not story. Just that deeper sense. mind will even create the story. Hey, you can't live from here. You'll just be a zombie sitting there all day, every day with your eyes closed and you won't be able to operate from there. That's a lie too. Mind is a great liar. Your mind can't tell the difference between what is capital or real and what is unreal. It only exists in the unreal, this ever-changing world that will show itself or has shown itself to be not real. So if there can be some sense of your attention resting there in the deeper part, Somehow life will reorient itself to support that. Sink into the deepest part. There is nothing to fix there. There is nothing to prove. There's no chaos, no drama, no story, none at all. Mind will say, oh, but it's boring. That's just mind churning up at something that it's going to do. It's going to create story after story after story, comment after opinion after judgment. That's, that's its repertoire. That's its bag of tricks. And it will keep trying until something will pull you back out into believing in the world again. 
something's going to work, or else you just stay there and the show will be over. So on the progressive path, when we're chipping away and on the spiritual path for a long time, what we're doing is we're seeing through the tricks of the mind one by one, whether it's conditioning, story, a bit of trauma, a pattern, and we break the mind bit by bit by bit. But here's an invitation. It's all mind. If you look at the different little subject matters, the different tricks that come out of its bag of tricks, it will forever try and present a new one. There's always a new distraction. It's great entertainment. It's the one bag. It all has the same smell. It's just mind creating another distraction. Pull your investment out of what you are and into the world. Same, same. It's all the illusion. No matter what the mind can present, no matter how serious or how profound or how noble or how authentic it can present something, it's just another trick of the mind to pull you back into identification and me, my, and this is important and this is serious. It's like, actually, that's just the story you bought. That's just the story that worked to pull you away from that which is outside of all of it. Sometimes you have no option but to kind of unravel the thing that has pulled you out because it's become real. You've invested in it to such a point that it's real and it's got to do with your life and you've got to get to the other side of it. It's like, okay, okay, if, if you've got to get to the other side of it, fine. But there will be lots of times where you can spot the mind coming up with a story and you have an option. I can follow my story, go into my habit and make excuses or I can say, hey, you know what? Not this time. Not this time. Your attention is either going to be in the movie or outside of the movie. And the movie is mind. And when we start talking about outside of the movie, well then there are layers, layers, layers of pure consciousness, pure perception. That's a whole other realm. We can go into that too. Seeing the fine subtleties of how, how this is created in the first place. Seeing how the heck did you ever fall for it. Whatever is your big story these days, whatever is your big story, <coughs> can you drop the big story or do you have to go through it?
takes wisdom, just wisdom, spiritual maturity, call it what you like. It just takes a piece of wisdom or discernment to know the difference. Is this story just, you know, just something I can just flick to the side and say, you know what, I'm just, I, I'm just chucking it aside. Like you're finished with an old t-shirt, you know, and it's like, you know what, it's done, it's done. Or a relationship, you know that feeling of like, you know what, it's the end of it, leaving a job, it's the end of it. It's that kind of feeling. So with your story, whatever story is the active one these days, can you just drop it? Great if you can. If it's already got a momentum and you're in there, it's going to be a bit trickier. Because now you've got to backpedal a bit. But the wisdom is, is a gem. When you can use it, when you can use the wisdom to discern the difference between, between this is just story and I can drop it, or this is just story and I have to let it run. I have to let it run. The way to drop this story is to let it run. That is a fantastic tool. That's the only thing you take away this morning. That's a fantastic tool. To have the wisdom to know the difference. When am I in drama for the sake of drama? Because drama is my habitual way of being. Because I love to feel alive and I ex I'm experiencing and I I'm like... It makes me feel that I'm living and I'm engaging and, you know, and we've got a drama queen, you know? That's what we have. Male or female, it's still a drama queen. <laughs> See the pattern, huh? What pulls you into story? Or is it possible to just, okay, there's story. I can just drop it this time. I can just drop it. Or, actually... It's got to play out. This one has to play out. If you can feel into that, that's really important. Post-awakening, only the things that have to play out will play out. <clears throat> if the awakening isn't deep enough, if not enough stuff has cleared, if there's still some desires that didn't burn out, these things will masquerade as if they really have to play out. And you won't know the difference. And do you know what? It'll stink. It'll stink. So it's very wise at this stage of the game to develop the sensitivity to know, actually, that's just story. No, that's a story that has to play out. Because what you're really doing at a deeper level is that you're getting to sense when the natural flow, when pure consciousness is directing an activity, or when me and my subtle manipulative mind are running this drama story. Do you see? Get to know now when pure consciousness, when the natural flow needs an experience to happen to itself. Consciousness is having the experience, actually. So there's a subtlety. When does consciousness need to have an experience? And when is the experience, me and my habits, keeping the story and the drama going, and the sense of me going, and my chaotic life, or my story, or my identity, or my conditioning, and my trauma, and my, you know, 
My anything will do. It's an important one. Somebody was chatting to me last week about um, the Sufi tradition. He's engaged in the Sufi tradition for years, and he's seen the truth. And, and, and he, you know, he's looking at different traditions and how they prepare. That was our conversation, really, is how, how, how we're unprepared in the West when a breakthrough happens and when the sense of the personal eye drops, falls away. The Sufi tradition says, you're not going into the fine, fine, fine tuning class of where there's a maximum of 12 people. You're not going into that fine tuned class until you have a well paid job, a stable relationship, no chaos, no drama at home or in your lifestyle. If you've got that sorted, okay, now you know enough to do the real fine tuned stuff, fine tuning stuff. Here, whoa, it's just a tornado, you know, and you try and find your way in it. So there are certain skills that we would be wise to pick up in order to learn how to manage this, because we get blown every which way, because there's too much, too much stuff, and a sense of direction isn't cultivated for us. It's very hard to kind of find, well, well there's a pull to this, but then there's that, and... and, and if you can develop some skills, some tools yourself to be able to feel, to be able to discern what's entertainment, what's more I story, and what is an organic, clear pull of pure consciousness, natural flow, consciousness having an experience through the form, through the character. But it's consciousness's gig without the personal eye coming in there contaminating it. If you can tell the difference, that'd be great. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Okay. Derek, can, can I ask you for a glass of water, please? I completely forgot. Thank you. I can feel the shape happening already, just you're talking. Though. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a realigning, it's like a rewiring that, that, mm -hmm. that happens, you know? Yeah. Let, it, let yourself be pliable, malleable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? I'm saying the Play Doh effect. Play Doh? The Play Doh effect. Play Doh? session is until one o'clock. We'll take a, a, a breathe or a stretch break for ten minutes someplace in the middle. We'll organically want to move anyway, use the bathroom or whatever. But until then, let's go for it. So we've got a questionnaire's chair and uh, let's see what we can unearth and unravel. It's only going to be a nice story that comes up here, you know. That's the thing, because what you are has nothing to say at all. A bit of feedback going on there again. So, can you drop it? 
or it's like, actually, you know, it's too sticky, it's too sticky, I need input. So it's up to you to use this discernment right now to see if you land up here or if it's like, can I, can I? Don't take it away with you. You either, you, you gotta find this, the wisdom, the discernment. Like, actually, no. I'm too deep in it. It's too real. It's too real. It's, it's running its course. Then we work on it. But if it's story for the sake of story, do your best to drop it. Develop a nose to be able to drop the stuff that's just entertainment for yourself. <laughs> and you'll find you'll be entertained by suffering. You'll be entertained by anything. You know? Suffering has much more of an impact on our mind than, than joy. You know? Some mad statistic that I saw, mm -hmm. I saw on a, a TED talk recently. Uh, I might have the statistic wrong, but it's something similar to this that that we we have twenty yeah we have twenty times more of a capacity to remember suffering than to remember something <laughs> that's pleasant. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. You know. So so what's going to make you feel more alive? Pain, more than love. Suffering is going to do it for you. It's going to make you feel more real, more engaged, more. So, this is what we do when we say life is all about suffering. It's like, actually, it's not. It's just that we're wired to register the suffering much more. Why? I'm not sure. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a mechanism to, to, to show you that, hey, you, you, you really want to stay asleep? Just put your nose in it again and again and again. You know? That would be one reason. <laughs> I'm sure there's no reason because consciousness doesn't do reason, so. <laughs> okay, let's kick off and see who would like to come up. Am I still working? Is that still working? Yeah, okay. All right. I'm just going to reorganize this chair just a tad. You can see who's talking. Okay, anybody like to come up? I'll come up. Come on. Okay. Is the feedback better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you still be heard? Is it too low? Yeah, I noticed the stop. But you guys can still hear me? Great. Okay. Okay, hi. Hi. I'm going to lose these flowers because I can't see you. Okay. <laughs> hi, I'm Bernie. Yes. So, um, I really judge life by the enjoyment times, you know, like going to the beach, going to the forest, reading books. But, it's that day-to-day -day life with the husband where you've constantly got the chatter in that side and you just want to say, just leave me alone, you know? So, I mean, it's a good man, it's beautiful, but it's just that constant chatter that kind of brings you back down again. Okay. 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 All right. So is there resistance to the chatter? What happens? What's your response to it? Like I say, just... You know, just back off. Okay. Yeah. Do you tell him that? Uh, sometimes, yeah. How does it land? It's pretty harsh. Ah, yeah. okay. All right. Because if it's going to affect your relationship, it's not kind of... Yeah, it doesn't really because we talk about everything. You know, it's really good. It's a good okay. relationship. It's just that constant, you know. Yes. And it's because he works at retail and then comes home and ah. got all the problems of the retail. And yes. So... 
you know, yes. dealing with 100 people a day, and it's just like... Yeah, he needs to I remember I was there 30 years with Delta Reservation, so mm -hmm. I know okay. that. I understand really well. Yes. I just still don't want it. <laughs> Delta Reservation, what a nightmare. Oh, my God. Okay, that gives us a sense of the scale of... You know, I know 100 people a day come in your head, and, and even to Baba, Harry Harananda, I would say, he'd say, you're doing such a good job. I said, but I, how can I... He says, stay at the top. I said, how can I stay at the top when I have 100 people a day coming into my head? He said, you can do it. And so I would, you know, I would try to stay at the top, and then I was nicer to people, and they would be nicer back, so it was a beautiful thing. Yes. It was a great, you know, thing, but his path is different. Yes. His, his uh, Krishna consciousness since the 70s, so it's a different path. Yes. So it's the mantras, you know, it's... Yeah. Because he's also ADHD, which is the mind goes all the time. So, you know, mind is more quiet. So, yes. that's the part. That's the part. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I remember Caroline Mays saying once, I don't know if ever you've come across Caroline Mays, but, but yeah. I was into her about 15 years ago. And I remember her saying once, you know, if you think you're a meditator, You'll be able to meditate when you can meditate with a, a, a boom box playing loud music in front of you and a flashing light in your face. <laughs> if you can meditate in those environments, okay, you've got a handle on it. And it's still stuck. So going within, if it's an authentic going within, it's not going to be pulled out by your environment. So if your, your system and your state of mind is being upset by it, it's a state of mind. Then it's a state of mind. Whereas if there's an absolute going within to the depth of what you are, it doesn't matter what is shaking about. It's like that analogy of the depth of the sea, you know? There's the waves flapping about on top, but you sink to the bottom. Sink to the bottom and stay on the bottom of the ocean. It's like the opposite of what your Baba was saying about going, going on top. It's like, let's flip it over. And if you go down to the depths of the ocean, that's completely and totally still. Way, way down. It's dark and still. And if you melt there, there can be a tornado up above. Who cares? Hurricane, tsunami, who cares? So it would be a great gift to turn this around and to use your husband's energy to allow you to drop, 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 drop deeper. It would show you how to access the part of you that's not touched by this uh, jerky energy, moving, moving energy, turbulent energy. Because everything can be used to your advantage. Every little thing is pointing you. Everything, it's a setup. It's a setup. <laughs> Every single thing is showing you. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back down in. Go inside, go home, go home, go to God. Whatever phrase we use. Whereas when we if like mm, if there's resistance to something, it's like you ain't using it. You're not using it. So sure, if you're hanging out in a nice state of mind, and you you it's kind of grating. His energy is grating. Of course, it's a state of mind being influenced by another state of mind. So what? Oh, 
but by the same token, if you go deep inward and, you know, like you're a monk in the monastery, uh -huh. uh, you're not living in life, yes. so to speak. So I guess I don't trust that, to live life without the story, you know what I'm saying? No, like, run that again about the monastery. Okay, so let's say, you know, you spent two years in silence, something like that. So I haven't done that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, okay, if you had that experience, you know that experience. Haven't done that. Okay. So I'm just trying to think of how to grasp that without doing that. Do you need to have that experience though? Every path is different. I, I don't think so. Uh huh. But it would be happening to you if you needed to. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Your path is unfolding exactly as it must. Sure. You know? Just trust it more. You gotta totally trust it. it yeah. It's guiding you home. Yeah. That's the hard part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta okay. trust it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if, if he would be, your husband will be infinitely more potent than a monastery for you. Mm. Infinitely more potent. Oh, wow. Infinitely. Yeah. Wow. You know? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Not Just gonna tidy up that cord. Yeah. Okay. I'm Leslie. So, uh -huh. I've had a question about the need for a guru. Yes. And I'm hearing that life can be your guru yes. and experiences. Yes. And um, I hear here and there that you cannot access and live from that state without the assistance of someone to help you. What is your opinion? Yeah. We don't have effective models in the West yet. We, we, we have huge access through the internet, huge access to the material, to the intellectual stuff. We have infinite access to every modality of healing to do the, the clearing work. There's something about transmission that at some point has to kick in. There's an energetic thing, call it grace, call it, I don't know, energetic transmission or grace, it's one, it's the same mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. There's something about that, for sure, for sure. Somewhere that there's just something that, unquantifiable and energetic, that we can't scientifically grasp yet. Mm -hmm. But you were saying, like last night, that Osho mm. could be that yes. guru, so yes. it could be someone who's passed. Yes, it can be someone who's passed. Absolutely. So if you feel a connection with someone that you're drawn to... Yes. Okay. I want to differentiate the difference between a teacher and a guru. Okay. Okay. If there's somebody you're drawn to, absolutely. Right. I understand that. Yeah. That's yeah. your teacher. But I'm talking about the transmission. Okay. And the teacher can give you some transmission. Okay. A guru calls you. Right. That's the difference. It's, and it's usually like, uh, uh, I feel this pull and I, uh, 
it doesn't make sense and, and they should be alive or they and you're kind of trying to work it out because there's something else going on and the mind is playing catch up trying to work out the story what's going on here that's when you're like uh huh uh huh there's a pull a magnetic thing that's that's that 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 you're not that you're picking up retrospectively mm-hmm. all right that's the guru pulling you in okay there might or might not be a guru okay. it's okay the energetic transmission can happen through another way there are those whose guru were literally nature nature was the guru yeah. Right. Yeah. Great saints in India, and nature was the guru. Okay. Do you know? Okay. So, so it can come in any form. It can come in any form. So, guru is not something to look for. It will look for you. It if you will need find it. you if you need it. Right. Okay. That's the thing. And a self-selected guru invariably goes belly up. Right. Invariably, mm-hmm. they fall off the pedestal or something, and it's like, yeah, yeah, your mind was in there at the beginning, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, because if the guru calls you, there's, there's a phase that we spoke of last night with that other gentleman. There's a phase of like, okay, am I, am I, am I going in here? Because at some point, you're going to have to make the decision to surrender. Right. You know? Yes. So if the guru is, a guru is pulling you, and it's like, actually, I'm either going for broke here, and if they throw me out or don't throw me out, or show me the truth, or fine, great, but it's got to be up to them. I'm handing over all of it. To make that decision, to hand away that much self-authority, you've got to exercise your self-authority to make sure it's the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yes. You see? Yes. So testing and checking out and saying, okay, is this totally authentic? Authentic, Because when, if I am going to surrender here, I'm going to have to turn off my self-doubt. Right. Because is consciousness making the decision Absolutely. or is my mind making Absolutely. the decision? Which one is making the decision? Right. So the mind does its thing, its best, its ability, and then you park it. Right. And then park it. Say, okay, mind, you've done your doubting, you've done your checking out, and you're satisfied. This is authentic. Now, go to bed. So the path, you have to have the discernment to follow the path that consciousness is laying out for you. Correct. Got it. Correct. Got it. So that's why it's a pull if there's a guru. Right. And your mind is picking up the signs retrospectively. And whatever one needs at any time, you know what? It'll always come. And even if you think you're stuck, being stuck is part of the flow also. If you feel you're on a plateau, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that can happen. Something will shake you off the plateau again. But the plateau is a necessary part of the flow. That's an experience too. I'm going nowhere. I'm static for years. It's like, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to just... Fight that and not like that part of it. I should feel I'm progressing. But really? So being stuck actually is a great learning curve. Like being on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> you are a plateau. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm Tina. Hi, Tina. Um, I'm not sure if I can sense or discern the difference between whether to drop a story or let it play out. Okay. Um, the story that I have in my head is a couple years ago, I quit a field that I wasn't interested in and it was kind of drifting for a couple of years and then returned to it. And just last week, I decided to quit again. So the story that I'm hearing is um, I've I have a sense that I need to go back to the field again 
and I don't know if that's something to drop <laughs> or let it play out. Hmm. Can I ask you what the field is? Dentistry. Okay. Dentistry. Working or studying? Working. Okay. I've been in it for 10 years now. Okay. <clears throat> when you're at work, how does it feel? I feel more anxious and nervous than the patients. Ah! <laughs> That's a pretty high level of anxiety, Tina. <laughs> and I, I feel bad because I would make myself appear very calm so that I don't make of course. patients more Of course, because they'd be on tranquilizers, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to do with it otherwise. Okay. Why, why the anxiety? I'm going to dig into this a little bit. Why, what does the, what's the anxiety about? Ever since dental school, I just felt, for me, it was just too invasive. Even though the, the, the kind of thing I deal with is within millimeters, but for me, that, that just felt too invasive, just to cut on the teeth. Okay. Ah. And there's fear of making mistakes. Mm. And I just... The pain and the anxiety of dentistry, I don't know, I, I wish there could be another way yes. around it. Yes. Uh. I thought about going to research, because there's research about um, growing teeth. Yes. <laughs> Instead of trying to restore it. Yes. But I, I, don't, I don't have a very um, clear pull towards research. Okay. Okay. I'm just feeling into this now. Okay. <clears throat> what brings you joy? Little moments um, observing people. Um, if the sunlight hits it, like right now, it hits it through your hair. So little things. Okay. Okay. So when, okay, so let, let's, let's talk about the invasion to the body. It's just to the body. Um, more than that, I think there's physical, emotional, spiritual invasion. Uh -huh. and, um, when I was in dental school, I had a couple of patients that um, I helped with the surgery, but it was quite traumatic. For them, where the patients actually pulled out all the IVs and originally just wanted to leave. And for some reason, that stuck. Aha. Okay. So, so that one experience for that one patient, is that influencing what, what might happen with every other patient? Like if it's, if it's you know, invasive and spiritual, emotional, all, all of the levels for that person, it might be just like cutting your fingernails for somebody else. They might have a different relationship with their teeth. Yes. But there's still anxiety, even when you're dealing with somebody who's got a different relationship with their body, who's not so accessible at those other levels when they're on the chair. It varies. Ah. 
Huh. Is there trauma from your own past? Yes, I was abused as a child. Yeah. Did you ever get that unpacked? Was that ever held? Um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to have support from a, a music therapist and an acupuncturist for yeah. a couple of years now. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Because as we're talking, um, I've, I've, I've been kind of checking out to see, okay, wh wh where, where, where's the thread for this? Is it like a past life thing? Is it a karmic thing? Is it a, is it a, are, you, are you really, you know, penetrating all the levels because of, you know, of how your wiring is? And what I see is that you're not. So, some, some, some patients are, like, it's like in their haircut. They, they're, they're just dense, you know? They're, they're not penetrable like that. They're dense and then they're protected in that way. And then some, sure, they're more open and, and dentistry goes right into other, the other layers. And that's their learning curve. But it's not that you're invading. It's that you're providing a service. How they <laughs> respond to it is their journey. That's their journey. But for some reason, there's some kind of transference going on. There's something where you're kind of s sliding in and being responsible for, for, for the layers that they are open to. You see? And, and when something like that happens, it's from trauma. That's a wound that we have from trauma. Let me make sure I understand. So it sounds like I'm picking up what they are experiencing. Is that what you're saying? You're interpreting it through so, your own filter. Okay. Yeah, you're picking up what somewhere, but it's more that you're interpreting it. Because, because your own story is, is, is looking for more holding and loving and nurturing and tenderness. Mm -hmm. You see? So the, 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 the invasion, sometimes it's absolutely minimal, but it's going to feel dense for you. It's going to feel because the mirror is the invasion that was done to you. You see? Um, sometimes I feel like I'm taking on the role of the perpetrator. Yes, of course you do. Yes. Yep. That's why. That's that's what leads you to quit. You know. Yeah. Sure. It's okay. It's great. It's, we're doing a turnaround. It's fine. You know, there's a blessing in how it's unfolding. Because we do tend to balance out experiences. If we were bullied, you can be sure we were a bully at some point. You can be sure of it. If we were abused, you can be sure of it that we were the perpetrator. So it's like you're getting an opportunity for the two of these layers to get wrapped up together, you know? So when you go to your music therapist or your acupuncture, you know, the victim has the space to, to be held and to be healed. And when you're at work, the perpetrator is having the experience of being the perpetrator. But when you're being the perpetrator, the victim is still talking, you know? So of course it's confusing. 
it's like I got to go back to it because it's allowing you to, to purge the perpetration side of, of the story. But also you've got to leave it because the victim is there and it's too painful. You see? If you can separate both in the interim, there's kind of a two-phase approach here. In the interim, it's like, okay, so, so something in this form is potentially a perpetrator here in seeing this patient. All right. And allow just the perpetrator energy to be there. You'll find you get a strength from it. You'll find you'll be an authority. You'll be like, whoa. Because to find the beauty in the perpetration is the only lesson you have to. There's too much crappy bits in, in the perpetrator. We, we know the awful, horrendous pain and suffering. We're very familiar with that. But the beauty in it, in, in, how, it, in how it's a cry for help. It's like if you can see, if you can allow the perpetrator to expose itself, just to have the perpetrator at work, and to see how the perpetrator has no confidence because it's wielding this power over somebody else. How, how it's actually looking for love and imagining that by the exertion of control and power that it can be loved. If you can, if you can unpack what the perpetrator is really about, you'd be doing great work. So you've got to isolate the perpetrator from the one who's abused. You're on track healing, healing that one. But it's just that the two of them are bundled together in your work. So it, it's beautiful to see. Let the perpetrator be at work. And then the perpetrator will fall off. The victim has to be with, at home or with the acupuncturist. That's your own personal work. You see? But this dentistry has... Man, it's, it's, what a gift. What a gift. It's bringing it all up for you. It's re reorganizing everything for you. And in such an efficient way, you know, that you're getting to deal with both sides at once. That's such a gift. Most people just stay the victim their whole life and are forever trying to break the passion of being a victim. And it's like, wow, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Let me check to make sure I understand what you say. I'm at work and let the energy of the perpetrator be there. Do you mean just internally? Feel yes. What comes up. Yes. And and if the victim is like, this is terrible. I'm abusing. I'm I'm going in there and I'm invading. And it's like, stop, stop. Your your session is next Tuesday with your therapist, right? <laughs> <laughs> stop. This is the perpetrator needs his space, her space. It needs its space, and allow the perpetrator so that you can get to know that energy and get to understand the flip side of the coin. The pain of why somebody abuses somebody else. What is the level of pain? It's a really brave thing to do. It's tough. But, so it's not justifying it. I'm not talking about that at all. There is no justification. It's, it's horrendous pain. But it comes from a pain. So you've got to see, well, okay, here's the perpetrator doing this. I might be invading this person and I might not. And okay, that's about that person. They'll deal with that. Now what's going on from here? What is, what's this perpetrator? Let the perpetrator feel confident, in control, in authority. Let all those nice feelings happen. And then you'll find the pain level of the perpetrator. This is going to take you a bit of time. There's layers to it. But you, what you've got to find is the real motivation of why somebody perpetrates, why somebody abuses. Because you're tapping into it, you're scratching it. But the victim is in there mixing it up. And of course it's too confusing. Of course it's like, woof. It's too much.
when you've done that, you'll either quit because you're finished with it, or it's like, gosh, those stories are gone. I'm just a dentist. I'm, I'm just providing a service so that people don't lose their teeth. People don't have oil pain or whatever it is, you know. People can have nicer smiles, you know. And it will become for a light reason, a lighter, just a service, just a service. If it can, if it can go into that, you know you're out of, of the perpetrator story. And your dentistry then is clean energetically in terms of what you bring to it. Does that make sense? Yes, it sounds like it's more important to um, be with the perpetrator. Yes. Then trying to decide if I should quit or not. Yes, <laughs> or don't quit. Knowledge. Don't quit. Be with, be with the perpetrator because, because the work is allowing you to expose the perpetrator energy so you could drop into it and really, really understand the perpetrator. Sure, you're welcome, you're welcome. Chair is open. Can pull it out. <laughs> You're just doing some gymnastics there. Hi, Jack. Hi. My name's Ian. Um, so I've noticed recently, it's been quite wonderful actually, that the inner space is really having a more prevailing effect. So I, ha I think I've alluded before with you that, and interestingly, your conversation, this last conversation, kind of elucidated for me, um, that I've had this tendency in my life, um, as you know, with the harmonium <laughs> being overly responsible. Um, I call it OCD, it's sort of self-diagnosed, but it's been something that started when I was a little girl. And um, I'm noticing as of late uh, that it's really uh, attenuated. It's softening, it's impacted my life. It's not as pronounced. And I'm just feeling that um, if I just continue to allow myself to be in that space, that space you invited us into at the beginning of our program this morning, that that will kind of just, that's all I really need to do because um, that just seems to be where I am. So I'm just mentioning that to you because it's been, you know, many years of being puzzled by these tendencies of being overly responsible and overly scrupulous and how weird is this and, you know, starting when I was a little girl, so. Um, and I think it does come from experiences earlier in life. I'm sure there was a perfect storm that yes. created. And I think there's a tendency maybe in the family to develop this too. So, you know, yeah, it's just one of those things. So I don't know if you have any comment about it. Yeah. Not everything needs to get healed. You mean in terms of past events? Or? Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. And what you need to know, you just will know. Like, well, the, that wisdom we spoke about early, yeah. earlier, to feel the difference. It's like, okay, so if there's a pattern that's been there as your childhood and you've been mm. chiseling away at it and mm. chiseling away at it, and <laughs> trying to move it and trying to understand it and doing a bit better, and it's yeah. like, Sometimes 
would be better off just forgetting about it. Just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. If this is the way I behave around this, this is the way I behave around well, this. Well, that's what's been happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I don't see it as a thing so much anymore. Mm -hmm. It's much more amorphous. Okay. You, you, you might be getting just a holiday from it. Oh. Which will change your relationship. What do you The holiday will change your relationship in terms of how you connect with it or how you right. approach it. Your relationship with the behavior. Mm. And sometimes that, that will do it. It's just like, my God, I was looking at it this way and actually... I think I'm less absolute about it. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I'm less yeah. absolute and I'm just feeling that invitation from the inside. Yeah. It's like, this is where I've been going all these years. Yes. This place beyond place and time, you know. I just, yes. Oh, this is what my teacher talks about, my guru. Yeah. This is it. That's right. So, you know, I'm feeling, and there's, I mean, I have to say it's a wonderful feeling because for years I was not rudderless, but I was sort of like, gosh, this is so, like, other people don't seem to deal with this. I know there is a population that does, sure. but, you know, it's a minority, and, uh, and, you know, but it's, you know, also, it's worked in my favor because it's created a, a very, uh, an awareness of the mind. Yes. And, you know, I remember when I started leaving that natural state as a child and when I first heard about sin through Catholicism, you know, it makes you contemplate and, you know, uh, it's a good teacher that way. But I am finding as of late that I'm just like, more like, I'm just going toward that place. And that's great. So. so there's a pull in and you're wondering, is it okay not, not to stay outside trying to fix this? Actually, I've kind of, you know, I must say, and I'll admit this, being a little overly scrupulous, it's not really a question. I'm just kind of running it by. I'm just saying that yeah. this is what's happening. Yeah. And it's really happy. And it's like... I'm not really approaching it the same way anymore. Uh -huh. I'm, it's there is a certain like, okay, yes. you know, yes. it's no longer this monolithic block or this. Yes. I think there was a point where it was good that I identify it as a tendency. Sure. I think that was good. Sure. But now I'm kind of like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I feel that sweetness. Yes. I feel it. You know, I yes. feel that love. So. Sure. And when drama happens in life and somebody dumps on you or has a go at you, or you know how these things happen. Yeah, well, I've had... <laughs> Where's the sweetness then? Well, you it? know, the more I experience the sweetness, the less I'm vulnerable to that. Aha, very good. Yeah, because, you know, I've had a fair amount of harshness in my life, which at some point I must have been a real handful. <laughs> some other life or I don't know, but I've had, you know, some harshness in my life, which has yeah. been puzzling. Uh, but now, you know, when you have this experience inside, you know, this, this constancy, all of a sudden it doesn't matter that much anymore. It's the heart, you're, the harshness doesn't have the same impact because I'm feeling better. I'm feeling that love inside. So, okay. Yeah, but I, you know, not to say I won't ever get upset or. Well, sure, life right. happens. You know? Life happens. But um, I guess I didn't. It wasn't so much a question. It was just a comment. So yeah. I hope that's okay. Sure, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I, I want to check out this 
this peace, this love inside. Mm -hmm. How it, what it sounds like is like, okay, there is that stillness, that depth inside right. that's pulling you. There's a pull. And the pull doesn't come from the state of mind. Mm -mm. But there is a state of mind that's kind of riding on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. it's, it's impacting the effect the mind has on my overall Correct. You know, experience. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 not, it's eroding its effect. It's yes. softening the impact. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what happens. It's like, it's like an aroma comes. I know yeah. this, this actually isn't how it works, but it's a way of understanding it. It's like an aroma comes from the stillness. Right. And it kind of washes through the mind a bit, you know? Do you know? It's, it kind of influences the mind a little bit. And it right. lets things be a little bit calmer. Because you're, yes. you yeah. know, yeah. your, yeah. your, your, your attention is arising from, from that stillness. Mm. And so yeah. it's not so agitated to start right. with. It's not so agitated. You know? Because it's a much deeper level. It's outside of story. It's outside of story. Right. And so as it arises through, it goes through the filters of... Mm. Now it's creating a sense of a peace of mind. Mm. Now, if uh, you know someone dumps on you, or there's a conflict, yeah. or something awful <laughs> happens, and you're in the doghouse, whatever. You say that, don't you, in the doghouse? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to check these. Some really interpersonal thing. <laughs> yeah, mean, sure. Yeah. And there's, you know, you get, you get burned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. So if that comes, it would be interesting to see if. Because the state of mind would be agitated. No, mm -hmm. this is how we react. Your state mm -hmm. of mind gets agitated, and you, right. you know, wake up in the middle of the night or whatever your gig is, you know, and you're mm -hmm. like still trying to understand something. And mind tries to, you know, it, it's trying to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to work out. Right? Yes. The thing is, if that stillness will be accessible or not, mm. that's the thing to watch for. Because something's gonna upset your apple cart. I mean, yeah. that's life, and it could be a great testing ground. For you to be able to discern the difference between, okay, there's agitation in my mind because I don't understand why she did that. Yeah. Or da, da, da. Yeah. There's agitation in my mind. And is there access to what's behind? Is there access? Now, what the ego will do will say, I can just hide back here actually and I'm kind of invulner invulnerable. Yes. That's not going to You help. can't use the ego. The ego can't use consciousness as a tool. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But, yeah. but that's what it's going to try to do. Right, right. It's like, well, if actually if I hide back here, right. I'm not hurt at all. And it's like, oh yeah. my God, the eye now has gone back and decided that it's like impenetrable. Right, right. It's like, you're kidding yourself now. There's a denial. Well, it's an element of control there. Sure. It's trying to control sure. the situation through use, yeah. objectifying yeah. consciousness. Yeah, so you can see that, that that would be a trick that would happen yeah. now. Okay. That would be a trick to watch out for. Okay. You know? So when hurt comes, you've got to honestly audit and see, all right, okay, someone has... Right. Really upset me here. Okay, so the character is upset and there's agitation in the mind. Mm -hmm. Am I okay? Or do I want to just have a little cave within that I can hide in? Or actually, is there access? Sometimes the emotional pain is so bad that there's no access. Right. There's no access. You know? After there's awakening, there is always access. Because you know that, you know that the story is an illusion. You just right. know. And you think, okay, this is the game. This is the way it's going. All so right, you okay. kind of, awakening is slicing the Gordian knot. Oh, absolutely. You basically go, it's the gig's over, as you would Ah, yeah, yeah, the gig yeah. is over. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the access, the mm. access is behind all of the time. Mm. <laughs> the access. Right. There is access because, okay, can I rewind and drop the word access? 
your attention is behind, beneath, in the essence of what you are. And when something happens on the outside, there's the phenomenal experience. Mm -hmm. But it never pulls all of you out there. Right. It never takes all of you. Right. It just doesn't happen. Because the all of you is not here. Right. You just know the all of you is not here phenomenally playing in the world. Right, right, right. The all of you is, is divine essence mm. and outside of the whole gig and not touched by any of this. That's the all of you. And, and that which moves through your forms having a phenomenal life. Mm -hmm. So the, the personality can totally feel something, mm. can totally go through something. You know? But actually, it's like, there is no immunity. Right. No, there's no immunity. It's, it's actually what I am isn't involved in this drama at all. Right. But right. this is just a phenomenal drama and it's fine. It's happening to the character. It's fine. But what I am is right. not touched. Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. yeah. Totally see the difference. Okay, that's, that's the key. It's not a hiding place. It's that you're, 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 you're up. You're, right. Your home is someplace else. Yes. That's what I'm feeling more and more. Okay. Home is somewhere else. Yes. Home is someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One little gem. Okay. Don't, don't bleed it out. What do you mean? Don't talk about it? Mm, or don't? It depends on how you bleed it. <laughs> don't. Talking is probably part of it for you. It really bleeds in a little bit of a different way. When there is... Um, when there is kind of a, whoa, a, a clear yeah. way to, to what you really are, right. a clear path back and in and down to what you really are, yeah. and there's a dissolving of, right. of the illusion, you know, because you know mm. that that's real. It's like, right. oh my God, this is what's real actually. When there's a moving back into that, mind can try to... to Mm. Diluted? Mm. Or, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's like mind tries to energetically the, pull from it. Yeah. To let it be part of its story in the world. Either in your head or verbally with others. It can be in your head, it's like, God, oh, this is lovely, this is a lovely way to yeah. live. If you're running that story a lot, it's got to normalize. If you're running that story a lot, Mind will be making an experience out of it. And so it'll and no longer like, be the pure experience. It, it, yeah. yeah, it draws from it. It's like it's drawing from the pathway. Right, right. It's drawing from the pathway, pulling it out into the world to right. be part of the phenomenal and right. story. Oh. So, so I remember once, when you were saying that, I remember once my teacher was saying, some things are between you and God. Yay! <laughs> That's what came to me. So is during this time just to it's like recognizing the, the sacredness not yes. just to, yes recognizing yes. the sacredness and just letting letting it do what it does yes. be what it is or it's yeah. like it's like you really wanted to get pregnant and then you got pregnant and you ain't going to say nothing for 12 weeks no you are not <laughs> it's a cocoon it's a cocoon it's a cocoon it's like you've got this secret yeah you're holding it you're right. guarding it it's like that mm. you, you've got to let this gestate gestate yes you've got to let this to get solid yes and if you don't let it 
You'll bleed it. If you don't yeah. have it just it, you'll bleed it out and it'll be like, oh, that was just a lovely face. Yeah. I had a little holiday from myself yeah, yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. You see? Yes. You have to protect it like a newborn baby. You like, do. Yeah. yeah. You do because the, the, now I can talk about the access. The access, that thread to the depth, it's, mm -hmm. it's like a little tunnel is opened mm -hmm. in, in consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's actually in the brain. Tunnel opened in consciousness right. to allow you to fump, to fall through right, and right. Do, drop through into what you really are. Mm -hmm. The aroma that arises from it gives you peace of mind or a joy. Fine, lovely. That will come and go. That will come and go. That's Don't be aroma. invested in that. Not at all. Right. Not at all. That's, that's, right. Let it be enjoyed. Yes. But it's fine. But there is a nurturing of yeah, that yes. returning process of yes. going in. Mm. And to pull that into story mm -hmm. means that you will lose, that tunnel will get narrower, right. narrower right. and okay. narrower. Okay. Yes, I understand. Thank you. Yeah, That's you're great. welcome. Thank you. Between you and God, huh? Yes. Yeah. complex enough, isn't it? <laughs> just, I'm just, just thinking like in terms of the layers and, and how how every path is so different, you know? The subtleties and the nuances, you know? If you can just pick up skills that might, because there's a little bit of everything in everybody. If you can just kind of pick up the skills of where it gives yourself a little bit more of an insight into what's right for you, what works for you, then great. You know? You know, because the thing is, it's, it's complex from, from the world perspective. It's like, how do you ever get a handle on all these ways, tricks of the mind and things to watch and things to do? And it's like, don't worry about any of it. That's what I'm trying to say, really. Don't worry about any of it. Get clear about your own path. Get clear about your own path. And when the truth is seen, and as you know yourself, as wisdom is developed, you get to see, oh my God, that's how it works. Oh, that's how it works. That's the game that's going on there. Okay. And that vista gets wider and wider and wider until there's no mystery anymore. There's just no mystery anymore. It's just all the illusion trying to fight for survival, trying to stay alive, using any, any excuse at all to stay in the game. Any kind of suffering will do, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi. I'm Penny. Hi, Penny. And I have a couple of things. Uh -huh. um, my mind is one of those that's constantly going in all directions and really hard for me to shut it off. Okay, and this a little bit closer to you. Thank you. And one of the things I've been trying to do recently to slow it down some, especially at night when I can't sleep, it, things will pop into my head that make no sense or don't warrant thinking about, especially mm -hmm. at the moment. And I'll just say, don't think about that right now. All right. And, and push it aside. And that seems to be working some. Okay. So I didn't know if you had um, other suggestions for learning to steal, still your mind. And okay. 
Have you tried meditation, mindfulness? I have tried meditation. I've had a hard time making a regular practice out of it. I'm, I would try, when I get up in the morning, um, feed the cats first, so they'll leave me alone. And, and, and it's real hard for me to sit there and not have the brain just shooting all over the place. Mm. Um, I haven't tried it with music lately. I've tried to just sit with total stillness and quiet. Okay. And then I get up in the morning, I think, okay, now I need to do this and I need to do that. And I need to start here. And, and then I just let that 20 minutes or whatever slip away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Huh. <laughs> um, okay, a few things from a f just a basic physiological perspective. Sorry, I can't see you there. <laughs> okay. Um, do you drink a lot of coffee? No. Okay, good. All right. So stimulants, it's, it's not no, down to stimulants making your head busy. I have busy. a little square of chocolate every day usually, but no, right, okay. no caffeine hardly. All right. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. Do you do any physical exercise? Does your body Yoga. ever get tired? Yoga and gardening and sailing and okay. yeah, I'm pretty active physically. Is your mind different when your body is tired? activity yes. of your mind. Yes. So it slows down? Does it slow down when your body's tired? What happens? It doesn't care as much. Huh. It doesn't mm, want to care. little things. Huh. If I'm really, really tired, if I haven't slept good the night before and I've been active and all, then, um, then it's like, oh, I just can't be bothered thinking okay. about those things. If you tell me to be more active, I'll probably fall over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. It's just to kind of find out what's your passion here, what's yeah. creating it. I'm just drawing a map, really, at this point. Huh. And so, so when you're tired, you're able to, like, I don't care about that. Why do you care, then, when you're not tired? What activates the caring about things? What, what makes the volume go up so that these thoughts are important? That's a good question. And it kind of feeds into the other thing that that um, mm -hmm. I tend to want to, if I see something wrong with somebody, usually physical or whatever, I tend to want to help them fix it. Ah. And I've discovered a lot of people don't want you to help them fix it. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, um, and I will see somebody in physical pain, and, and, and I know there's something you can do to alleviate that, and they just don't want to do it. Uh -huh. And it's hard for me to let go of that and just, um, I was talking to Derek about it he, in a rolfing session and, um, and he said, okay, so they don't do this and they die sooner, then that's okay. Yes. And I, I had, I mean, I thought about that for a few days and I can do that with some people. All right. But people that I care really, really deeply about, yes. it's really hard to say, okay, I can see you're doing yourself harm, that's okay, I'll just watch you suffer or whatever. It's Okay. So would you feel better if they were suffering less? Is that what's going on? Probably. So then you want them to be fixed so that you'll be all right? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the relationships would be better in my mind if they were fixed, and we—I feel like maybe we don't connect when I when these people are in pain. It, 
um, it's for your gain. That's what I'm hearing. It is. It's for, for your and, gain. And, yeah, and you I'll need them that. to be a different way so that you it's, can be better. It's partially for my gain, but then it's also hard for me to see somebody that I really care about in, in pain. And that's your for your gain too also, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because if they weren't in pain, you'd feel better. It's still about you. <laughs> Will I state the obvious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've thought of that uh, before. And, okay. Um, and I don't want it to be about me trying to control people because for years and years and years and years, I have fought being controlled. Um, but, it, <sighs> but you're trying to control yourself. Because by changing how you perceive others are living or suffering, or you're controlling how you feel. It's like you're still running a little bit of that control issue around yourself. Because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this makes me feel like, not consciously, but they're doing this. If they were doing that instead of this, then I feel better. So I want to control how I feel. Therefore, I control something out there. You're just running control through somebody else in order for you to control yourself. It, you're doing to yourself what somebody else did to you. It's a diluted version of control. You're trying to control yourself. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. So why would I do to myself what somebody else has done to me that I really don't like? Yeah, because it's a habit and it's the way we know ourselves. We recognize ourselves through this pattern. It's familiar. It's just familiar. And we, 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 we keep doing bad habits. It's like, I know this, whatever it is, this alcohol is no good for me, but and, and, I, and I know I have to stop drinking, but not today. You know? It's like, why, why, why do we do this? You know, it's just habit, familiarity. It's like an, addict an addictive loop, really. Because you're trying to control the volume of your thoughts, you know, it's like, mm, you, you've got a, a, um, a subtle flavor of control going on in yourself. Maybe the people around you feel that you're trying to control them. I wonder, do they? You know, by trying to fix them. Probably do. They might. They might read it like that, which would be interesting, wouldn't it? You know, just to show you, gosh, I'm doing it myself, you know? So if control were to be surrendered, being controlled by yourself and controlling others, which is the way you're routing it to control yourself, to maintain that, what would it be like to have no control? I don't know that I know. Mm. Um, it would probably feel more peaceful. Um, Certainly more relaxing. Yeah. But I don't know that I know how to let go of that. And it's just been recently that I'd be willing to admit that I was controlling or trying to control because I just don't like it. <laughs> and when we don't like something, there's usually a bit of it in us. When we're indifferent to something, it's like it doesn't touch us. Yeah. 
You know, but whatever we resist is like, look a bit closer. If you're resisting something, look a bit closer. It's probably your own issue. <laughs> It would be interesting if you played with, I have no control. If you ran that sentence for a few hours, I have no control, no control, or I surrender control. Just no control, no control. It's fine for me not to have control. Pick a sentence and rerun the same sentence over and over again and see what happens. See what happens. Sometimes if we run a different idea into our mind, than what has been sub subconsciously running. If we literally run in a new conditioning, which is the opposite of the other one, it's interesting. It'll either have a breakthrough or there'll be resistance. That's one way to go about it. The second thing is to recognize any time that, that you, you want to help somebody else and say, you know what? Would I feel better if they, if they change or if they're helped or if their suffering is less? Would I feel better? And if the agenda is about you, don't follow through. Because it's manipulation. <laughs> it's manipulation, huh? You know? I give myself per permission to feel better if I can go through you and change your life a bit. And if you think, and I, and I think I can do that with people that I'm not really attached to or don't really. Yeah, the sticky much. ones are the close ones, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you, if you think that it's not all about you in an instance, then maybe an easier approach or better approach would be, I think it would help you if you would do so-and-so. Do you want me to help you with that? And if they say no, then just accept. Why not no? wait for somebody to ask you? What would that be like? <laughs> That'd be hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually one that just sits around and waits on something to happen. That's the medicine. That's the medicine. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that one would be hard because I'm the kind of person that um, if I see something that, that I perceive needs to be fixed or something that I want or need or whatever, then I just figure out how to do it. So to sit back and just let it come to me, very Aha. Great learning and flipping it, huh? That's, that's really when we clear an issue. It's like the perpetrator and the abused. It's like if you can flip it right over, you'll be done with it. Turn it on its head altogether. See what the opposite side is like. And there'll be judgment because of all the ideas that you have around being the way you are is a rejection of being the opposite. But people who are the opposite, you know, would reject the way you are because they would see it as whatever, controlling, manipulative, da-da-da, invasive. Okay, so it's like flip it over to the middle, to, to the other side, and you land in the middle. But, but give yourself like a month of totally, totally not being proactive with other people, <laughs> with those nearest and dearest. You say, I'm here if you want me. End of story. That's all. And see who comes. And it's like, okay, I gotta accept and stop imagining that I know what's better for them because you know what? Their path is none of my business. It's none of my business. The way they're living their life is none of my business. I'm here if they wanna ask for help. 
and again, this sounds selfish, but even if it affects you, it's none of my business. If how they live their life affects you. Yeah, you're trying to control the impact on you. It's like, okay, let's let let's let the worst thing happen. The consequence of me not fixing this, what am I afraid of? How bad can this consequence be? Let that consequence come. What a great learning, huh? And see, it's like, okay, this is what I was trying to avoid. I needed them to change, and I wanted my way so that I could avoid this outcome. Is this really so bad? And just see it for what it is. And you'll find, my God, all that effort just, just to avoid feeling this. There's a whole deck of cards that can fall down, huh? Yeah. Oh, it'd be wonderful for you. <laughs> yeah, to break that old pattern. Yeah, to get control out of my life would be not To get control <laughs> out of your life. That's where we're at. You're nearly there. It's just one big lump, you know? <laughs> you know? And the two issues you brought up, you're, you're so right. They're completely feeding into each other. You know? The control is, your mind is the controller. The busy mind. It's, if you nip the control, it's like, you know what? I don't need to control my mind. It can be loud. I don't care. You know? It's just mind doing its thing. I'm not interested. Whereas if you think you can use what mind is saying, you're in there in the game and the volume is very high. Great. Yeah, see how we get on with it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Let's have a, a, a break, a stretch. Okay? So this is part two. <laughs> uh, um, thanks for letting me know I could still work on it. <laughs> sure. Um, so I went home after we talked last night and um, just went to sleep. And then when I woke up this morning, it was with, you had said the word avoidance. Like, okay, so what is it that you're avoiding? And um, it's like life. Life. You know, it's like hurt, disappointment, it's all that stuff, but it's in the same boat. So I kind of processed it because I'm the process queen. <laughs> so, but I want to like bust it. I want to, or do whatever I can to step into life because this is really painful and really costing me everything yes. of why we're here. Yes. Like the joy of it. And um, yes. so I just, you know, if there's anything. Because I processed my part. <laughs> yes. So if I could have your help. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll meet in the middle. And All right. maybe we'll meet in the middle. <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. Interesting when you when you you know make a lifestyle move, intentional or not, to avoid suffering, you end up suffering anyway. Yeah. It's a good lesson. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's the same paint. There's the opposite. I mean, it's still there. Yeah. The, yeah. Exactly. It's still there. It's still yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Capacity to suffer is, is what's active. Mm -hmm. So the capacity to suffer go is integral to the personal eye. If it's me, me who will get challenged, me who will get hurt, as long as that me is still being believed in, of course there'll be pain, of course there'll be suffering. That's the deal. That's what me brings. So what, what, what's the deal with this personal eye? Do you believe you're the body, you're the mind? What, what's, what's keeping it so active that there's a you who can be hurt? Oh, it's funny because as I pulled up last night, there was the question, who is this me I think I am? Like, mm -hmm. who is this me? It's like this story. It's just the story of me. Yes. There is no me. No, there is no you. So who's going to get hurt? My story. Yeah. There'll be a story about pain. There'll be a story about suffering. It'll be a bigger story of suffering if I don't start living. <laughs> or it appears to me that that's a bigger yeah. pain. To not live is greater than the pain of living. Aha. Uh -huh. Like that Anais Nin. Yeah, you, you've quotation. done the, Yeah, yeah, you've you've yeah. You've done this part. You've got to get out. Yep. Uh -huh. yeah. The gig is up. <laughs> the gig is up. Yeah. So when pain comes then. What, what, depending on what perspective is running, if the if you're viewing from the personal, then suffering happens. But if your perspective is from pure consciousness, from pure perception, from back there, it's not an immunity, but it's just the seeing that, ah, yeah, that's the character's gig. That happens, you know? And there, there's an understanding of, it's life, but it, I don't need it to go. I don't need to run from it. don't need to walk away from it. It's fine. It's, it, it can be here. Rain, sunshine, it doesn't matter. There's like an indifference, really, to what life can hit you. Whereas if, if you start out going back to life, trying to protect the eye and avoid pain, man, I, I'll be right back. I'll yeah, yeah, you'll yes. be running and trying to control life or you'll find some mechanism to be contracted, yeah. trying to protect yourself, you know? All because there's a personal eye being believed in. I'm after the personal eye. What does that mean? It's only a story, huh? Yeah. You know it's a story. When you yeah. went looking last yeah. night for who is this one? Yeah. So, the, so then, for example, habits of mind, like taking things personally, yeah. that validates the existence of a personal eye. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things you can do to like, to like actually know that perspective is BS. That's just a bad habit. That perspective is being dropped. Because what I am is, is not this character. I'm not this woman trying to, protect, trying to protect her story. What that really is, is pure consciousness. Having an experience of being a woman who's trying to protect her story. That's what that is. <laughs> And that's what consciousness does? That's what consciousness does, of course. It's doing all of it. It's doing all of it. 
Every single part of it is pure consciousness. So I don't have to change it. I just have to step back. Who's the you who'd be doing something? The you that thinks she can. And is that <laughs> the you? ego? No, just my ego. And it's is just... that pure consciousness too? Well, I guess it is. Really. Yeah, <laughs> it's pure consciousness too. So when consciousness is believing that it is separate, that it's a personalized body-mind character, if consciousness believes that story, the, the, the byproduct of consciousness believing that story is you. You're a byproduct of consciousness believing itself. So consciousness has to believe its own story in order for you to feel separate. So if you go looking for who's separate, of course, you're going to go right through and it's like, well, actually, who, who is this one? It's a story. Of course it is. It's a story being believed, being believed. And the believing mechanism is, is part of consciousness. We're not doing any of it. We, there's no autonomous individual human beings. There are none. There's no such thing. It's just layers and layers and layers and layers of thought, so it looks like that. And sometimes it's so dense that we have to kind of pretend it's real and start on raveling backwards from there. That's what you've got to do, that's what you've got to do. But right now, what we're looking at is if you can see that who you think you are, if you saw last night, and if you can still see, when I look there, I only find story. It's just a bundle of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I say, well, what's your life? It's like your life. It's just a bundle of ideas. What is it? It's like an illusory stretch of time in the past with an illusory, hopefully, stretch of time in the future, you know? Like, is that life? I mean, what is it? Is it just time? Is it, what, what is it? It's just story. Even time is story. So then how do you experience, what's the experience? Well, I guess I'll find out what the experience is if I'm not that, if I'm not identifying with that. If you're not identifying with that. It's when there's that move that automatically, when you, um, uh, it's like when life happens and you don't notice it. You're, you're not thinking, you're not anything. There's just a natural movement and things are being done. Or there's, a, there's all these spaces of where there's no identification with the personal I. And we don't recognize them because we're not there saying, oh, I'm not identified now. You can't, it's like, duh, that, that's garbage. It doesn't make sense. Right, right, right. So there's all these spaces. But what we do is we join the dots between the moments of when we think we're real. Yes. We make an assumption that those moments are actually right beside each other, and they're not. There's all these spaces in every day of where there's no personal eye running. But... How do you know when you are not thinking? You only know when you start thinking that you haven't had a thought. Do you see? Yeah. Yes. You know? So it's like memory, memory, memory. It's yes. When, and memories are always when I identified. Yes. I. Yes. Am. But that's different than the I am? Yes. Yeah. Identification is me. Me and the world. Me and my life. There's... there's Personality? There is. There's... Personality is okay. It's the ownership, the owning something. My life, my personality. Personality can be there. Life happens. Life can be there. The second it becomes mine, we're in trouble. We've got separation being believed. 
We've got you who is the byproduct of consciousness believing its own lie. You see, if you've got ownership, if I own something, is it my emotion, my, or is it just passing through? If it's mine, okay, I'm caught. I, I'm here. There's I an mean, idea. It happened to me. The victim. It happened to me. Yes, yes, yes. Owning a story. Owning that's your own story. Doing the avoiding is the victim. Yes, yes, yes. So the opposite of avoiding would be. Drop the story. Just drop the story. Just drop, the, drop story. the story. Yeah. And, and see what happens next. Because every moment is rich. Every moment there's always... Every, the moment is rich, you know? Okay. Just be there. Okay. Whereas if you drag the past with you, it's very heavy, you know? I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> sick of it. Yeah, you're sick of it. Yeah, yeah. sure. Sure. You know it's the person alive who's sick of it, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. But, so you've got to kind of walk out those layers yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, because if I'm sick of it, I, I just made a judgment on a whole string of memories, you know, right. and it's like, okay. okay. <laughs> you know? So, in, in the shift from the personal ownership to the impersonal, with the impersonal, it's like, yeah, life happens. Let's see what's happening today. You know? It, it's like, okay, the phone is ringing. It's like, rather, my phone is ringing. It's like, it's just a subtle thing. It's like, just to leave it impersonal. Mm. What if the phone on. isn't ringing? And what if there aren't, if nothing's coming towards me? Yes. Like I said, I've been isolating. Well, nothing's coming towards me, so I'm just I'm kind of waiting. Yes. Yes. Sometimes you've got to be proactive, huh? You see, if you had withdrawn because there was a pull within and, and, and life just cut you off, then the natural pull to step out would crank up on its own. But because some kind of avoidance or self-protection was motivating the withdrawing, you're going to have to be proactive to, 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 to fly in the face of that, to go against that energy. Do you see? Yeah. If natural brought you in, natural take you out. But no, pain brought you in. So you have to be proactive to like, okay, actually I'm taking charge of this and be in a different way. So nothing is going to come in. You see? Yeah. Because there's greater learning in you moving out. That's where the learning is. That's where it is. Yeah, mm. that's where it is. But, you know, it's, it's an interesting time because, because it's like, okay, I can be the one, the personal I, who's going out there initiating work and, and, and a life again and seeing if I can make two friends in the next month. Okay, let's see if I can begin a bit of a circle, you know? Or follow up on two people and actually invite them out for lunch or coffee or something. Do you know? You can kind of set a little goal for yourself. It's like, all right, now if the personal eye is doing that for her own gain, she's going to get hurt. She'll feel, oh my God, they're not interested in me. Or, oh my God, I really burned my bridges here. Or, I'm unemployable. Or, you, you will play all these drama stories and crank up another set of stories. Or, if... If you can step into the impersonal and say, okay, right, life has to happen here. Consciousness is doing this. There's a potential for me to believe me in me and my story. But there's also a capacity for me to observe what is happening to this personality, to this woman. It's not a denial. It's just being an observer of her new phase of life. If you can stay the observer, 
then your way of engaging the world would be different. Because it's not all about me. Mm -hmm. Stories won't get created so much. You know? It's okay to have no story. It's really okay to have no story. You meet somebody for lunch, you don't have a lot to say. That's fine. So what? Ask them questions about them. Do you know? There's ways around it, you know? Well, that's how I have been being, is not having much to say. Yes. Yes. But you still have a story. I have a story about it. Aha, you have a story about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. See how yeah. it creates itself. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I do. So I kind of do it as an experiment. Yeah, but stay have... an observer. Yeah. Stay in the observer mode, watching. Watching how the personality manages this. Watching how the woman recreates a life for herself. Without judgment. Just benign observation, you know? No judgment at all. Judgment is me watching me and self-analyzing, and it's like, forget it, forget it, forget it. That's a story-making machine. Does it make sense, or does it feel like... That feels scary. Ah. But that's the personal I who feels scary. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, I have to do it anyway, so I might as well do it from the impersonal I. Yes. Because I have to do it. I yes. don't have a choice. Yeah, it has I mean, to be I've done. created this crucible kind of where I have to do it something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you coming know. out has to happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does, yeah. yeah. Or you get sick, you know? Yeah. yeah. Something like that will happen, and you'll be like, better look next time, babe. Mm. That's, that doesn't need to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the fear about? I'll say the whole thing, I guess. I could get hurt, I could get this, you know, same old crap. I mean, it's just... The character will get hurt, yes. of course. And just have more fun with it. You know, play bigger yeah. so at least it's worth getting hurt about versus... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Versus Yeah, so... I don't know. Yeah. What's so bad about getting hurt? I don't know. I've got... Like, I just have this big story about it. You have so a it, big story about it. I have a big story about it. So, yeah. It's just a story. It is. You oh, know? poor me, I get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, the, you know, energy field gets a whack and, and time goes by and it heals itself and that's it. Yeah. Now, no. if you wanted to go deeper than that, okay, we can make a story then and then I am the one who's hurt and we own the pain and, okay, that'll make it bigger. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's I all it is. Of course you can. I can. Of course you can. <laughs> When the fear arises, <coughs> recognize that it's just story. Mm -hmm. it's, don't be giving it power, you know? And do it anyway. Take the steps. Observe as much as you can. And pain comes and joy comes. So what? That's life. So what? It doesn't touch what you are, you know? It doesn't touch it, life. So even the thing that I've been avoiding is a story. That's yes. the story, is that I've been avoiding. So yes. now it'll be a story that I'm now engaging. It's Correct. still just a story. It's still just a story. It's just a life uh -huh. unfolding. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just enjoy it. And let life unfold and be enjoyed without it being full of story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. I think I can. Okay. Okay. Thank see you. See how it moves from <laughs> there. Okay. There might be another round. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> Something hasn't solid yet. Something hasn't clicked. Can I ask a question about that? Yeah? Well, so the role of emotion here. Do you want to come up? No, I just wanted to... 
Well, it's a quick one. All right. Yeah. So, isn't there is there a place for the emotion to feel the fear without identifying with the character? Sure, of course. Yeah, that's what I. It's all going to happen. Yeah, because I, 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 and I was like, hmm, you're not saying. All right. right. Like we press it. You not can, at all. Yeah. If the emotion will yeah. run through, pain is going to happen. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. Yeah. fear yeah. or an insult or whatever. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. that's yeah. just life. So some of it's just becoming friendly with emotion sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're just passing through. Yeah. They're just right. experiences. Right. They're, they're, they're highly overrated. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just let them pass through, you know? Yeah. It was just the therapist when you check in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> So my character is confused. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, you talk about being on autopilot, and I've experienced autopilot a lot. And I view that because of my mindfulness training as being asleep and being not aware. So I kind of think of living from my, um, from my true self as being aware from that place. Yes. So if I'm... On autopilot, I have no awareness. Okay. Okay. Yeah, good point. All right. This, this kind of gets into tricky ground. Um, <clears throat> so in deep sleep, is it autopilot? I don't know. Mm. So it's awareness I'm not aware of? Yes. So consciousness can do its thing without me knowing? Yes. Mm -hmm. ah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Wow. It's like the same medicine can cure you and can kill you. I don't think I followed that. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of reversing a little bit just to make sure that other people get it. Um, so, so you can... Consciousness is doing its thing, whether you're aware of it or whether you're not aware mm -hmm. of it. Now, for somebody who's just at the start of their journey, yeah, it's good for them. Are you in the present moment? Are you aware? Because they're probably asleep most of the time. Mm -hmm. When you've done a lot of work, there's this subtle difference there's a subtle difference. It tastes differently. And there's a knowing that consciousness is doing it without the mind being completely watching the whole show. So it's autopilot from consciousness yes. rather than autopilot from the mind. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I see the difference. Yes. And to be careful for anybody out there not to like... Oh yeah, you know, I'm, 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 consciousness is doing it. It's like, don't grab this as a concept. Mm -hmm. yeah. You'll either see it yeah. and it'll make sense. Don't grab it as a concept. It'll just screw you up for years. So, yeah, you've you got to get it. It's like, oh my God, consciousness is doing this. And, and, and I've stepped out of the way. I have stepped out of the way. That's just pure consciousness flowing through. You see? 
So if my awareness is centered in my consciousness, yes. then if my mind is bypassed, yeah. it will feel as if I'm not there. Yes. Yes. And, and, the, and yeah. the I'm not there is the emerging of the I again. Do, do you know yes, what I mean? Yes, got it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know that, like, yes. it's like, oh, there's the, there's the eye saying she's not there. Okay, yeah. fine. Gone again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She'll come up to say that. Yeah. So mindfulness is a trap. At a certain point, yes. Yeah. Great for beginners. Yeah. Great for beginners. Yeah. And that's why it has hit the masses. I mean, it was in the front of Time magazine yeah. two months ago, no? Right. Like, it's like, wow, it's mainstreamed. Anything that's mainstreamed has to be very accessible. Right. It's about managing in the world. It's about how to deal with your life, how to deal with stress, relationships, da, 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 how to Step deal within the world. That's the mass. The, uh, anything that hits mainstream has to be. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Right. Now, the finer levels of consciousness, different gig. Different mm -hmm. gig. You'll never find it in mass, mass material. You won't. Right. It's of no use to most people. Right. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one needs the discernment along the way to like, you know what, that's now limited, that's now, I can see where that fitted in on my path, it, I might pick it up later on, but actually it's not working anymore. And you need that wisdom as you go, you know, mm -hmm. you know, of course you can fool yourself because that's what we do, that's the greatest trick, we fool ourselves, but sure, something happens and we learn again. Hi, Karen. Hi. Me again. Is there a me there? I don't know. You don't know? Um, I didn't think so. But, I don't know. So, um, we talked last time about suffering. And I've been working on what we talked about. This thing is just like, it just invades me. So I have this great, this great space my guru talks about, and I'm, I'm able to be there. A large part of me is there all the time. Okay. So the teachings and my practices and I don't really have to try, it's, I'm there. Um, but there's, um, it, it pulls me, at this, the body, the body, the body pulls me, pulls me out of there okay. to such a great extent that it is a, such a distraction that I can't do anything normal just so being in this room i wasn't going to come up here today but just i mean even listening to these people and all their great and your great teachings and i'm just in this thing and like every second there's something like and i'm gonna have to race home after this because 
I can't be out, out in the world. What happens when you're out in the world? I don't want to go into it too much because my mom's here and she's going to get very upset. All right. I just don't want to give it too much power. It's just a lot of pain and my eyes are really bad. Okay. Just neuropathy and just pain and just okay. just a lot of pain. I can handle lots of pain. I could go out and I, I, when I teach yoga, I'm totally in the moment and I feel great. But this, in the middle of the day, I just can't be out. Like this is even past my time. Yeah. But I can be in the moment to an extent by just being in an air-conditioned room or having lights. So um, I can be in the moment to a point, but then, you know, it just, you know, I can't, I don't really have a lot of any social relationships or go out or see people or do anything or drive in the, much in the daytime or do anything. I can't do anything per se. And... But it's not that that bothers me. It's just the thing itself is closing in on me and pulling me out okay. of my space of quietude, flawless quietude. That's what my guru calls it. This is quietude. It's, it's like indescribable and it's I don't want to try to get away from it I don't want to try to do anything this is what we talked about because the trying that's what causes the suffering that's what you said the trying trying to stop it is what causes the suffering mm. but I don't know what to do okay all right when attention can be drawn out from that uh, flawless quietude, 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 is that the word? Quietude. It sounds cute when you say it. Quietude. Quietude. Okay. When attention is, is drawn out from there because of body physical pain, a minimal amount will come out to manage the pain. If, if, all of your identification, all of your attention is out. If you've lost the connection point with that stillness within, then there is a belief running which says, I am this body. This is my body. And it will get to, in the middle of the day, like every day, it will sometimes, almost every day, it will get to that, to a point of desperation. <coughs> okay. But, and have you lost access to the, the stillness within? Sometimes mm. in the morning, no, it's fine. I do my practices. I feel good in, in the evening. And somehow I can't get back to that. It just gets, it just like pulls it out. This mm. thing that's happening. Mm. It just like, I can do my mantra. I can do whatever. I can go inside, you know, just do my, tap into the, and I know it's there, I just, it's just this, like, I can't even, it's just such a contraction of everything that just, it's, I can't explain how it 
does it. But I think you, you're, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Sure. <laughs> I just don't know how to get away from that. I don't want to try to get away from it because yeah. you told me that's what yeah. causes the suffering. So then what do I do? Desire will always make it worse. So then what? So then, then so you what? want another trick to I don't want a trick. I don't, I don't know what. Then I'm just like, I'm just like saying, so now, so now what? And if there's no what? Then, then what? Just like sometimes just do something crazy, you know, whatever. Something that's totally out of, you know, my practices. Like, you know, I'll do almost anything at that time when I feel like that. And then, but just what? Just be this way? And be okay with the, it. The desire for it to go would make it worse. If you want to use it for, as a spiritual practice, use it for something. It's like, okay, the body's in ferocious pain. All right. Okay, so is there still... Am I this body and totally caught up in that story, in that experience? Or is, is this an experience happening here and what I am is not touched by it? And on some level, I know that. All right. But... I can't access that to, I guess I do want to make it go away then. Yeah, you Because do, of I guess I want to access that to make it better. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to access that to make it, I guess I am trying to use that. Okay. So then? You see, the thing is, when there's something physically, physically going on, like, well, I would, I would, I would try and get my body sorted out. <laughs> That's what I would do. I was like, okay, yeah, the body's in pain. Let's see what, what modality we can use to, to heal your body. Have that running along as using the experience, at the same time as using the experience to, for your spiritual evolution, no? Like, I, I wouldn't just, just approach it spiritually. If you need to address your body, you need to address your body and do whatever you've got to do to get your pain level down, huh? You know, there's practicality here as well. You know? For, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm working on that too. And I, I think in a lot of ways this has boosted my spiritual evolution because everything that I thought I was, was is gone. Sure. Because reading, writing, researching, being yeah. an English professor, <coughs> I can't even read now. That's gone. I don't, yeah. You know, I can't read. Yeah. I can't do any of that. I can't think the way I used to think. I'm not smart anymore. That's gone. You know, I have a different kind of intelligence now. You know, teaching yoga, I can feel what, you know, a lot of... I'm different. I can feel things that I couldn't feel before. Okay. I turned off that, you know, thing that we talked about. And yeah. I'm not, like, tuning into people's stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I just look at people and I say that's not my business and okay. I just like when people are hurting I you know I send them love but I don't take not it on there yeah good I'm, I'm not taking on their pain okay or at least I try not to uh-huh but um you know it's definitely it's done a lot as far as on my path but it's not I don't think that you know I want to use that as a tool, and it's put 
you know, things in perspective. Like I don't care about the stupid stuff that happens in my life as much because I'm inside. I know, I know I'm here. This, this, this stuff isn't the real stuff. Okay. The stories, the relationships, whatever. It's just day-to-day BS. Okay. Because definitely being grounded in the body lets everything else kind of go away. And I can really feel that space of my guru, my, all the practices. All right. But none of it, everything pales in comparison to this, like, immediacy of the, like, the freak out or... You know, the eyes, they just don't stop. It's just like a relentless amount of physical stuff. Just, it never, and it, sometimes it gets much worse, but it just, like, it won't let up. It's just, you know, it's, and it's, like, you know, chanting, it'll, it'll sometimes, you know, if I'm really in the moment, but the second I stop, like, if I'm teaching class, nothing. I don't, it's because I'm not there at all. I'm totally gone. Anything that I think is the me or whatever, the character, gone. But then I can walk out of there and just feel like I'm going to keel over. <laughs> so, so then what? what? What happens? So you're telling me that when your attention is on it, it gets huge. And if your attention is not on it... I don't think it's my attention. I, think, I don't think that's up to me. I don't think it's... I think that is the, I feel like that's the Shakti. I think if I'm teaching yoga, I have to get there. You know, like, okay, so I'm in class. Something takes over. Yeah. I'm in the moment. It's totally, yeah, that's not me. It's just like this amazing thing is happening. All right. When that's over, then this thing is back. Because Karen is back. Whatever, yeah. So I guess so. Uh, you need to know when, when identification is happening and when it's not. I guess, yeah, I guess that's what happens. I guess Karen is back. You guess. I just feel like it's the Shakti that takes over when I'm teaching. And where's Karen? Um, there. In the background. In the background. Like, I can feel that my feet are, like, there's razors slicing through my feet because the floor is cold and it's there, but it's, like, it's waiting. I can feel it, but it's waiting. All right, okay. Oh, okay. You know, I can feel it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's waiting. Yeah. My eyes, something's happening, but it's waiting. Uh, it's just waiting. If it were me, I would... Do my best to get treatment. Mm. It, 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 it's got you in a loop. It's got you in a, in a, in a loop. And I don't think any spiritual approach is actually going to get you out of it. You're too deep into it. It's got too much power over you. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can move the furniture around by changing your perspective, dropping the desire for it to go, you know, using it as a, you know using it in a different way for your own spiritual evolution. We'll just be moving the furniture around. Something needs to be healed in your physiology because it's, it's distorting how you think. It's, it's changing your perspective. It's changing how you think. And that's not a good sign. 
that tells me actually you need to get the body sorted you need to get the body sorted if that means getting a, a, a job that pays more to pay for therapy whatever it needs it needs that kind of focus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You need to do something to stop the pain, mm -hmm. as holistically as you can, mm -hmm. you know? If you can't do it holistically, do it allopathically, whatever. Mm -hmm. But something, something needs to happen around that pain level going, because you're spiraling, you're spiraling with it, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I'm trapped because I can't really do anything now, the way that I am. See, that's like, I never really felt helpless in a way. I don't feel helpless inside because, you know, I, I'm, I'm in that place inside, but physically, I can't really do very much. I couldn't go out and get, like, a job. I can't do anything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm just sort I of, like, in this, like, what's happened? position where what? I've never been. All right, but what's happened is that the story is, is spiraling at such an extent that it's now totally created your reality and you believe it. So, you totally believe it. So then... Because it's real for you now. It's totally it's, real for right, you. Right. Totally real for you. And now it's like high drama, high story, high pain. So then know, I just shut down and I don't talk to anybody. I just kind of like hole up now. Yeah, you've, yeah it's, it's spiraled. It has I don't you. want to talk about it. It has you. It has you. So take care of the body. It depends if you want to get out of the spiral or if you want to stay in the helpless, hopeless. Because the helpless, hopeless is saying, I can't get a job, I can't fix it, I can't. Get it? No. That's get the it helpless, out of hopeless here. talking to me. It's like. Get it, get it out of here. Because, like, the rest of me, I have like this whole total flip side that's like this, like goofy, silly, like that's just bubbly. personality. Yeah. All right. So these are all just personality things about being in the world. Right. You're, you see, because no matter what we do to pull back your perspective, you're back in story again. You're constantly in story, and it's like this isn't this is impenetrable with spirituality. It has to be started from within the story. But the body is the thing that's. Yeah, that's what's solidifying. Your belief in your body is solidifying it. It's really working. It's you working. know, it's really working. I know yeah. everything is impermanent, and I know. I mean, I know all this stuff. Yeah, but there are only spiritual concepts right now because what you're believing is you are the body, and you're believing the pain, and you're believing the story about it, and you're you're caught in there. It's being it's solid, no? It's it's manifesting as real for you, and there's no denying it. It's manifesting as real. So when it's that tight, when the story is that tight, any spiritual approach is just going to be a concept which will be useless. It's going to be useless. The only way to sort it is from within the story at the minute. It's got too much of a grip on you. Okay. So if there is determination within you to like, all right, actually, this is going to be addressed in some shape or form. If you, if, if you can... Put your eggs in that basket. It's like mm -hmm. sorting out my body is where I'm going with this. Come hell or high water, sorting out my body is where I'm going with this. If you're really ready to get closure, really ready, not to avoid the pain, but ready, ready for a shift. You know, mm -hmm. it's not because I want it to stop. If it's desire driven, it's not really going to work. 
but healing the body just because that's what the step in front of me. That's why. Step in front of me is healing the body. All right. Whatever it's going gonna, it's gonna to take, it will come in. It will start coming in. But if you stay on the helpless, hopeless, and I'm stuck here, you're not going to let stuff in. Change isn't going to come. The opportunity for a shift isn't going to come. And it's never, I've never been like that before. This All is right. the first time. Yeah. So, so, like this way. From inside. From inside, not, not from outside. From like inside the story. Yeah, you've got yourself in this cocoon. You're inside the story. Mm. Yeah, you're inside the story. And mm. it's just a beautiful example of how spirituality ain't gonna do a thing for you now. Because no matter what it is, mind will, will backfire it again. Mm. Yeah. It's just gonna spit it back out again. Yeah. And it will just read them all as spiritual concepts. There's no resonance with any spiritual move right now. Because what needs to happen is that the experience of the body needs to change. Because I am the body and I feel this is very strong. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, that's just what's happening. It's just really, really potent. Depends if you're ready for the end of this phase. Not because you want the pain to go, but if you're ready to leave the experience, has the experience of being helpless and hopeless. You know, has that experience of helplessness been experienced fully? Is that all consciousness has to squeeze, juice-wise, out of that experience? Do you know? And if you feel like, ah, yeah, okay, actually, that's done, that's known. Every part of being helpless and hopeless. And, you know, this life being completely contracted and, and restricted. If that's done, all right, if you're done with it, in an organic way, like it's just falling away, it's like out of fashion, it's like not working for you, great. But if you are fighting it, you'll have to stay in it. So don't fight it. Just, it's just you've got to slip away. You've, you've got to, it's not going to work, you see? It's, yeah. it's about, it's, it's about yeah. coming to the end of it. It's like a piece of fruit on the tree, right? And it's like, you know what, we're going to have to wait till it falls off. It's like, but, but, but can I, can I, and it's like, we're going to have to wait till it falls off. Can I just, we are going to have to wait till it falls off. It's a little bit like that. We've got to wait for something to mature. But I want to pick it off because I'm hungry. Yeah, you do. Exactly. Exactly. Because exactly. Exactly. it looks ready. Yeah. No, that's, that's right. That's like, absolutely... Right. So it's like what you can do is be soft and gentle in your own energy. Be soft with that. Do you know? With yourself inside, be soft. In that, there's an acceptance and an allowing. Because the more you react and contract with the pain, the more you're back in the game. Can you say that again? So the more soft you can become with this, just like, okay, there's huge pain, I'm just going to relax the body anyway. Listen, this is running its course, and it'll end when it'll end. And an experience is being had, and the experience is going to move because everything changes. If that acceptance and softness can come in, it allows for it to mature. 
as long as you're on the merry-go-round with it and fighting it and needing it to change and you're sick of it and you're feeling it coming in, you're dancing with it. That can make you go in circles with it and it will continue. So it's about softening with it and not fighting it, not resisting it, because it will want to pull you back in. That's what it does. It causes contraction and it's like, oh no, this thing. And it's like, actually, I'm going to breathe into it. It's all right. It's there. What can I do? Can there be an openness or a willingness for total change to happen here? Can consciousness does everything temporarily? What, what can happen? when this phase finishes, because this phase will finish. Of course it's going to finish. But as long as you're dancing with it and fighting with it and you want it to go and you're sick of it and you're feeling the pain coming in and you're contracting it and you're trying to push it out later, uh, it's, of course it's not going to change. You're dancing with it. You're entertaining it. It's entertaining you through incredible suffering, but it's still entertainment. It's entertainment for the ego, because that's the one who's suffering. Not getting up. I don't find it very entertaining. The ego does. Any story will do. So just let it subside. Can it, can it just subside? The, the position that the personal eye has with it needs to subside. Because you're dancing with it. Does that make sense? I'm just, like, I'm just saying that again in my head, what you just said. So, so kind of like the stance that that I I've taken against or with with the situation yeah not like the pain or with the body or with yeah. whatever but like with the whole situation Correct. the stance or the mm. position that i've taken yes towards this yes. thing yes as it's gotten progressively worse or whatever as yes. it's gotten to this point yes where i suddenly feel helpless or hopeless yes like right now like today <clears throat> yes that's what's got to kind of back off a little. Yeah. The po that position. The position is like, okay, it's, it's got me. It's got me. It's way too strong. All right. Okay. Surrender. Yeah, but not, not, not letting the pain have you. It's like, there's the personal eye, and it's helpless and hopeless. Okay, drop the personal eye. Not surrender to that pain, but just okay. like surrender the whole, just surrender the whole, the whole thing. All right. Say just yes. like. Yes, this would help it to roll out its experience, yes. The more you fight, the more it will persist. So at the same time, you've got to get your body sorted. Mm. You've got to do that. You've got to do that. You Working know? on it. And then, at the same time, I feel like that's also part of like what makes it never go away is that it's just like, you know, you're just giving it power. 
I'm like giving it power by constantly trying to pursue treatment. You know, it's on some level by talking about it and trying to pursue treatment and if you're in charge, none of those ideas would be hitting you. Okay. Like say, okay, the body needs care, the body needs healing, that's what we're about. We're gonna do that. If there's you know, if 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 your if your self authority gets stronger, you can manage this situation. I don't want to think about it all the time. That's story, Karen. Look, Karen, that story. Can you see you're going into the drama, drama, drama about it? You're full of drama about it. Get a grip. Come on. Come on. Okay. What of what we're saying, you're just you want to dance with it and cruise with it and say that you're not being dramatic about it and you're not talking about it and it's like, wow, you're doing a great job of it now. Well, I'm up here with you. Sure, but come on. Then people are always asking me and I just don't want to talk about it. It just seems like I don't want to make it my whole, but I guess it is my whole life. You, right? you have it made whole it your whole life. Right life. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're giving it power. Either publicly or privately, you're giving it power. Privately, you know? it has like all the power. It has all the power. So, so the personal eye got you into this mess. So let's use the personal eye to manage the situation and get you out of it. Because nothing else seems to be, there's no other thread that I feel that you're picking up. All right, so then, so then it's about personal eye grabbing the power. Let's try it like that. So the personal eye is the one who's going to like, okay, I need to manage this. I need to just not feel sorry for myself, not get into this. Okay, there's a lot of physical pain. What do I need to do to manage it? And how am I going to get to A, B, C, D to get this sorted? And take a position of managing it. And let it be a place for the, for, where the ego is actually healing, mm. healing the body. Sometimes that's very effective, you know? Yeah. It's like you're too far in. It's, it's got to be an ego repair job where the ego <laughs> takes charge of it. That's fine. It's just gotten itself in that thick, you know? So be objective about it. All the time, be objective, objective, objective. We're not ready for observer yet. It's too, it's, it's too much. So be objective about it. It's all right. I can do that. Yeah, great. Ha! Okay, right. So the body's in pain. All right, so the body's in pain. Okay, what do we need to do rather than dying underneath it? It's like, okay, come on, be objective. The body's in huge pain. All right, I can't do this. So what? I can do this instead. And take you do that about steps. other things, other people, other things in, in yeah, my yeah. life. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, I can do that. Yes. I don't blame you wrong for it. <laughs> no, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll do that. I can do that. Let's see how you do. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Really great. Exactly. <laughs> We've got to have lunch. I'm sorry, it's gone way over. But anyway, that's, that's how the story goes sometimes, huh? Yeah. <laughs>